Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Yeah, boy, it's August 10th, and it's episode 209, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of thefantasyfootballauction.com, the first website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to look at the onesie positions, quarterback and tight end. Uh, the boys are going to look at their tiers, their targets. We might even do a little defend your rankings. Uh, but of course, our analysts, they're always here. He's chomping at the bit to talk about Trey Lance tonight. Slim, is this the second coming of Christ? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I think so. <laughs> Yep. Okay, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so- but he looks good in camp so far. Yeah, he's had ups and downs. I mean, he's he's coming along though. I mean, it's pretty good. I'm I'm excited that they actually look like they've got two competent quarterbacks. So bring on the competition and we'll see how long Garoppolo can hold him off if he can. Yeah, the exact, yeah, hold him off if he can, exactly. All right, and he's hot off the links in another round of the Northwestern Ontario Senior Men's Golf Tour. <laughs> Lester, <laughs> how'd it go today in the joke? We got two words for ya! Ooh, that's uh, quite an intro. <laughs> Senior <laughs> You are on well, the tour. It went fine. Yeah, it went fine, actually. I won my flight, so uh, I think I might have been third overall out of about 70 golfers. So it went, it went Look bad. Look at this bad. guy. Like I said, it's golf. Golf is golf. There are some good holes and some bad ones. So I think that's what you can expect when you're just an amateur. <laughs> Any uh, beers with Krazy out there? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then were you guys in the same then, group? Uh, no, I don't know where he was. He said he did terrible. And then when they were about to give out prizes, he took off. And he actually won his flight. Which I don't know what flight that was. But uh, he didn't. He wasn't there for, to accept his winning. So I'll have to call him a sandbagger later. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kraz and Bricker. Nice. Yeah. You know, how do you know we're from North the NWO, right? It's a Kraz and Bricker and Blister and Slim. Like, no one has names. Everyone just has nicknames. It's awesome. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen, let's uh, – Slim, does that give you enough time to update your tears, or what are we doing here? Yeah. Pulling good. back the curtain? It's uh, All right, good. <laughs> in the process. It's okay. All right, awesome. I thought if I brought up Kraz, it'd get uh, Slim or Blister give you a little time there. All right, well, let's get this thing going. So if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. (laughs) If you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. Cock the hammer. It's time for action. Cock the hammer. It's time for action. 
All right, so like I said, we got a great show for you tonight. Tonight we're talking the onesies. Well, and we'd say onesies because most leagues just have one quarterback, one tight end. But uh, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of super flex, maybe some tight end premium while we're chatting uh, with the boys tonight. Uh, just a reminder, everyone, head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Click on the membership area. We had quite a few sales today of uh, both the sheets and the premium uh, preseason package. So the sheets gets you, um, all of our sheets. We're going to talk about blisters, tier sheet and slims tier sheets tonight and, uh, how they break that down. And, uh, you know, you can download all of that stuff for seven ninety five. It also includes, uh, our 300 plus auction values with our ever important value indicator. Then if you want to add the premium podcast to the list, you can get the sheets in the premium podcast for $14.95. That is called the preseason uh, premium. Anyways, we had lots of good sales today. So uh, keep that coming and we're going to help get you ready for your auction drafts. All right, boys. Well, let's uh, take a look at uh, the onesie positions. I thought let's maybe um, let's start at quarterback because it's going to be a lot of talk there. And then I know, uh, I think tight end's fairly easy to chat about. It doesn't really seem to change a whole lot, but uh, let's take a look at the quarterback position and blister just because I want to make sure you stay awake. Um, I'm going to start with you. So uh, talk to me just a little bit about uh, quarterbacks in general this year and uh, how you're looking at them and maybe some of the tiers that you're thinking about targeting. Yeah, well, I think in a just a single redraft uh, one quarterback league, there's about six guys I have in my first two tiers that I think I feel really comfortable getting and realizing that I'm probably going to have to spend double digit dollars to get one of them. Now, this is super flex, so you could probably double it for these guys because in my first year I got Mahomes, Josh Allen, and I just moved Dak Prescott over. Uh, all depends on his health, but I think he's got yeah. a lot of weapons, obviously. In tier two, I got Kyler Murray, Justin Hebert, Herbert, and Russell Wilson. And, you know, I think I'd be really comfortable with any of those six guys right there uh, as a starting quarterback. Obviously, wherever I get the best deal, then that's the one I want to go with. But after that, I really kind of I, I get a little more hesitant as I go on to my other tiers. I just think that, you know, I got Lamar Jackson on my third tier. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not, I just don't know until he can really do more with his arm or something. I just think that defenses can, he didn't, he wasn't that impressive last year, you know. Um, Aaron Rodgers could be very solid again. Obviously, I'd, I'd probably, if I had to dip into tier three, I would probably look at him first over out of all the guys I got in there. But, you know, I think for me, if I count the first two tiers of six guys and then Aaron Rodgers, probably where I'd want to probably focus my, efforts to get one of those guys and, and willing to pay a few a few bucks more to get one because I've always been the person who only wanted to pay five, six, seven or dollars or so for a quarterback yeah. or less. And um, I just, I don't know, I just feel a little more comfort having one of these guys that can, ha- like, you know, you look at Mahomes and Allen and Prescott, uh, Tyler Murray probably, he's got a great offense. Herbert was stud last year. Russell Wilson should be great. I mean, those guys, especially the first year, they have such good offenses, um, and they have such good weapons on those teams. I think that, you know, it's just nice to have a piece of that you feel pretty comfortable going into every week. So that's my first, and you know, my first look at quarterback. That's kind of what I like. Uh, if it was a super flex league, obviously I'd be more willing to, drip down to tier three to start my quarterback and and i'd like to have like a couple of them maybe out of there or or at least uh 
that I probably I'd like to have at least two out of tier three or above if it's a super flex because I know then I got two solo ones. But there are some good gambles down lower that uh, can produce. It's just that I think that when you get a really solid starter, then you don't have to waste your bench with somebody else probably. Whereas if I was right. dropping down and drafting Big Ben right now or even, uh, I don't know, Kirk Cousins or Fitzpatrick, Ty, uh, I don't know, I could say Matt Ryan even, um, you still might want to have another quarterback, you know, for better matchups or bye weeks and stuff like that. But if I draft Dak Prescott, I'm not worrying about a backup. Right. So, okay. All right. So there, there, there you have it. So, um, geez, I'm wondering what I'm clicking on there. Um, okay. Anyway, so slim, same question. So like, uh, just looking generally at court at the quarterback position, how are you tackling it? Uh, where are guys kind of sitting for you? Yeah. I mean, if I'm doing like a super flex, which pretty much all my drafts are, I'm kind of a little bit like blister. I'm, I'm not going to pay up for the very top guys. Oftentimes I'm trying to find somebody around like 30 bucks that I like. So whether that's Aaron Rodgers or Brady or Russell Wilson, but I, I want to there. I want to spend up for my second quarterback. I, I want to make sure I get a Ryan Tannehill or a, or a Burrow, somebody who I think has some upside, um, a pretty safe floor that's going to be a, a pretty consistent producer. Um, whereas you know, in a, in a one QB, I'm more willing to take some risks. Uh, I might mm-hmm. be willing to wait on a quarterback, um, but then I want to really pound the second guy. If I do take a second guy, like obviously if I took someone like Patrick Mahomes in a one QB, I'm, I'm not even going to draft a backup. Um, but you know, maybe I wait, which is probably what I would lean to do in a one QB. Not that I haven't done any, uh, this year, but, um, thank God. But, uh, you know, <laughs> if, if I would probably lean waiting and then I would really want to get, um, Still waiting with upside though. Like maybe I take Trevor Lawrence as my starter. Um, but then I want to pair him with maybe, uh, a guy like Lance or Fields that I can get for cheap. That if those guys get inserted as starters, then there's a chance that they're going to be QB ones virtually every week, uh, with a lot mm-hmm. of the tools that they have available to them. And so in a one QB, like I said, I'm going to go more upside to me in a super flex I'm playing. Um, a little bit higher floor, um, a little bit safer, I guess, call it, but I just want that uh, consistency if I can get it, especially from the QB one right. and a super flex. Okay. Awesome. So, Hey, um, just kind of going through some things here. And I mean, I, I'm kind of thinking like you guys, I, I don't, we've been talking lots about, uh, um, how we'd kind of build our rosters over the last few weeks and this idea of kind of having an anchor player. And I think in a super flex, I like that idea of having an anchor QB and then um, building some maybe uh, lower floor, but higher ceiling guys as my QB too. But uh, right now, like in a one QB league, I'm kind of leaning towards like 
maybe it's that uh, Ryan Tannehill um, type of a cutoff area. Like I think I, I normally I'm not too afraid of getting a QB 15 or whatever, and it seems serviceable. Spend a few, just a couple bucks and go. But I feel like I want to spend a few more dollars this year and make sure that I've got someone maybe in that top 10, let's say, uh, yeah. to help me this year. It just feels it feels like that this year. So um, I'm just uh, um, going going through it here, and I thought it might just be fun to just kind of um, defend your rankings, I'm thinking, because there's a couple of disparities here that uh, – well, the first one, I mean, just I just want to write off, top, write off the top because it's like a perfect defend your rankings, which is uh, – Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson, guys, hmm. because Slim, you've got Justin Herbert at eight and Lamar Jackson yeah. at four, and Blister, you got him flopped. So Blister has Justin Herbert at four and Lamar Jackson at eight. So, like, I just want to, I, I want to hear the reasons why, because these are two big name guys, young guys, um, with lots of upside and a lot of hype this year. So, Blister, I'm going to come back to you right now and just say, okay, you've got um, Justin Herbert at four. Why are you so high on Herbert? Yeah, I just moved him up actually earlier tonight, I think. Um, well, I just think that he had come off a great rookie season. Um, he has the ability to get some points with his legs as well. I think he's got a, a probably a more, uh, a more solid attack like in the offense. Like the, they have a great running back that can catch passes at Austin Eckler, and I can say the same for J.K. Dobbins most likely. But I think he's got a more a better arm that it has to be respected. So he's still got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, hopefully Josh Palmer works into being a number three mm. there. Apparently he's trending in the right direction. Um, I just think that his weapons are better. And, I, you know, I just don't have faith that, like, I think Lamar Jackson will – tuck it and run it more often and he'll find that the running back or dump it off and stuff like that. Whereas I think Justin Herbert's going to look around for that running back more and, and pick up those yards, passing yards through the air that way. Um, I think they're in an off, they're in a division that they have to be offensive minded. Um, there's good teams that can put up points with some, some offenses there and versus in Baltimore, it seems like it's a more of a defensive division uh, a little more toughness so i think it's going to be a little tougher to grind out points in that division so i just think that i don't my my gut and uh my gut is that i like herbert better this yeah. year that's why i've moved them up and i've moved jackson down a bit okay and just looking so um how are you feeling about the 15 dollar uh aav we have them at right now which puts them is as far as our value indicator goes at a two dollar savings are you are you do you think 15 is a, a good price? Is that something you'd be willing to pay for him? Yeah, that's pretty fair. I think that's pretty fair. Um, I'd like, you know, I was doing a couple mocks recently and I was getting my quarterback, which was often DAC, even around $12, which okay. I'd be happier about yeah. $12, you know. Um, but, you know, if I, if, if it, depending on who's left on the board and stuff like that, I, I would probably go up to 15 on Herbert. All right, so Slim, um, let's stay with let's stay with Herbert just because we're chatting about him. You have him at QB eight, which is uh, you know, I, let, let's be honest, it's significantly lower. It's out of the top five. Um, why do you have him slotted down there? Um, well, I just dropped him down a little bit, mainly because I moved Lamar up. Um, and I'll just be honest, I have this. All these guys are in my same tier too. Like, and when I okay. when I talk about this tier. 
I have them at about a 23 to 24 points per game. So there's not a lot of uh, difference, like, you know, really with how I value these guys. I would take either of these guys. Um, I, you know, they're in the same tier for me. So I would just take mm-hmm. whoever's the cheapest oftentimes. Um, the reason I moved Lamar up is I don't want to, I'm trying to get out ahead. I think that there's going to be some changes. This passing attack. Uh, we saw it the last couple of years, people calling for Greg Roman to just open up the passing game a little bit more. I know that yeah. it's not Lamar's forte necessarily, um, but I also think that he can't just keep running, like trying to rack up a thousand yard rushing mm-hmm. seasons, which is also good for his value for his fantasy points. And which is another reason why he's a high scoring player. Um, so I think you're going to get a mix of rushing. I think you're going to see a little bit more uh, geared towards the passing game. We saw them draft two rookies with uh, uh, Bateman and um, Oh, why can't I think of the uh, other dude's name right now? Geez. I got yeah. him in a <laughs> Yeah. I was just draft. like Bateman and then, yeah. In our home um, league. Anyway. Um, so they took two rookies at receiver. They realized that Hollywood isn't, you know, a number one for that team. Can he be useful? Sure. Yeah, he can. Uh, they've got Andrew still. So there's going to be better passing weapons than he's probably had up to this point in his career. Um, so we're splitting hairs, honestly, like at least according to my tier or how I value these guys. Uh, I yeah. like Herbert a lot. I dropped him down a little bit mainly because I moved Lamar ahead of him. And I also moved Aaron Rodgers ahead of him now that he uh, looks like he's going to be there in Green Bay. So Jalen Moore, by the way, right? Is that who you're talking about? No. Jalen Moore. The Why was I, not, okay, wasn't, I want to say Danami Brown, Sorry. but it's not Danami Brown. It's no. Uh, no. some other Marquise little speedster. Oh, no, he's already no. there. It's going to piss me off. I'm going to have to find it because it's, <laughs> I got him on our home dino league. I'm certain okay. of it. Actually, I probably tried to trade him to you at one point blister. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's just kind of what I think with Lamar. Um, he's going to have the rushing still. He's got some weapons. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that he's right up there with, you know, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Herbert, all those guys. They're just all sweet. So I love that tier. They're, other than Dak and the tier above, uh, Mahomes and Josh Allen are usually too expensive for me. So this is a tier that I often find myself looking at, at pretty closely. All right. And so Blister, just looking at as far as your second tier, um, you've pushed Lamar Jackson out of that tier, right? Like you're just you're yeah. worried about the passing attack end of it? Yeah, and I just don't like him as much. <laughs> All right, well, hey, that's fair. Sometimes you got to go that route. I mean, Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace. There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, and I and I'm kind of leaning your way too. I mean, I'm, we're splitting hairs here, but uh, I mean, um, I've got him right in the middle at six as far as uh, how the quarterbacks break out. But um, I do think Slim. I kind of agree with you that there's going to be a little bit more of a passing attack when it comes to Baltimore's offense here. And I do think that Bateman does 
change some things for them there. And I mean, ultimately, can they just make him, can they make Lamar Jackson a running back forever? Like there's just got to be a certain point when his frail little body just can't, uh, can't sustain 100%. it, right? And he's not. And maybe, big. May, maybe that's when you do it when you're when he's on the rookie contract and you don't have to pay him and you just run him into the ground and you draft a new one. Like I don't know, uh, as far as you know that type of thing goes. I mean, you're not going to be running uh, Tom Brady into the ground or Aaron Rodgers into the ground because like they it can't costs run. too much. But that too. Well, hey, Tom Brady's QB sneak is pretty uh, elite, actually. Um, it, it, I mean, that guy always gets a first down. But I was actually just looking at rushing downs. And, like, um, Phillip Rivers last year had negative eight rushing yards last year. Yeah, not surprising. Ne- negative eight? Negative eight? <laughs> not surprising. That's, that's but I think what you're seeing is the value of this is why you should make tiers. Because you can look mm. at someone's rankings, Right. And like you can go on our site and look at all of our rankings and yeah, those numbers jump out. But when you look closer, you start seeing, yeah. eh, maybe there's not that big a difference. Like they're just, if you start projecting maybe how many points you think somebody will score, you'll see there's a clump of guys all here. The, so, you know, the number associated with their rank looks way off. But when you start thinking about it as like a, a larger group thing or more of a, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe more of a macro scale now where you're kind of taking a step back and looking, then it's not as glaring as it appears. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know if I'm no, learning I that very I, well, but no, but I think absolutely. If you look at our, uh, at our um, auction value sheet and I mean, we're listing, whatever it is, 30, whatever quarterbacks on there. And yeah, you're hundred percent right. That's why I brought these two guys up yeah. is because four and eight, four and eight, like it, it, it stands out. No, I snooze. I don't want you to update. Um, But it, it's, it stands right out, but you're right. If we go over and you look at your tiers and those people who have the sheets package can, can see that if you go to the tiers, it makes a, uh, substantial difference because now when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, okay, so like it's just one tier difference, or oh, okay, so Slim's just got them in the same tier, even though he's got them, you know, rank four and eight, and you know, oh, Blister's got a real small tier, tier two, like maybe, maybe tier three is the one to target, and like you, you, it makes a, a huge difference when you look at it, just the overall rankings versus your tiers. Well, so Blister, talk a little bit about just like how you decided to tier that because you've got like Mahomes and Josh Allen and Dak in your tier one. And you only have three guys in your tier two. And then it starts to get bigger after tier three. Like why such a difference? I'm just looking compared to slim. Well, and I got to update my costs because I was trying to see, I usually tier them with how much I think they cost because that's how yeah. I can budget my team and, and build my team around it. And a lot of times cost is going to be related to production and, and stuff like that. Um, but for me, I know that Mahomes for sure and Allen and it, for whatever reason, Dak isn't always the next most expensive. Sometimes no. it's Kyler Murray. Um, Herbert can be up there, Russell Wilson, but it, it definitely is Mahomes and Allen. And then, you know, and those numbers for them, I have 18 to 25 bucks. They might be a little light even. And then these other guys, 12 to 17, some of them might get up a little bit higher. But, you know, I just tweaked that a little bit and, and, um, look at that but that's kind of how i look at uh, breaking it down and then from there you know if i as i adjust these things like i 
some of these other guys, as they get further down, even in tier four, they can probably get moved down to the dollar range and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it doesn't matter. It's close. If it's fairly close, that's all that matters. If I know what they're going for. But then after that, before I go into the draft, I kind of, you know, based on current events, news, what's going on, injuries mm-hmm. and camps, stuff like that. And I'll kind of highlight the guys that I like in those first two or three tiers. And then I'll know as the draft is going on and as guys are dropping off the board and as the budgets are starting to take shape, I'll know, okay, well, I'm going to have a little bit extra money right now because uh, there's no $45 running backs left that I like or whatever. So my next best running back could be 35, right? So I try to keep that in mind that, oh, I got 10 bucks to play with. So maybe, you know, if Dak Prescott, the guy I want and he's at $12 and I you know I really want to only go to 15 but you know because I got 10 extra bucks I could go up as high as 20 if I want to now you know so that's kind of how I look at that and that's how I tier them and then after my tiered tiers then I just think that those guys start to drop off a little bit more depending on you know again the clientele Aaron Rodgers is probably he could push more than 8 to 11 because depending on if you got any Packer fans at your draft and stuff like that, Tannehill <laughs> yeah. might go less because it, they're going to be known for their running attack. And Burrow, well, fuck, we talked about this before. His <laughs> offensive line is shit, and they look like crap at camp right now anyway. So, you know what, he might go for $3 or $4. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll it'll shake itself out a bit, but it kind of that's my ballparking at, at the early on. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. And I cut you off when I started pushing over to, uh, to blister. I don't know if you remember what the point you were going to make. No, I was just going to say like, this is why all of us draft with tears, right? Like yeah, you can go in a draft and, you know, just using our tier two quarterback example, you know, you, you might watch uh, maybe it's a guy you want, maybe it's Herbert, you know, you're in on the bidding and then you watch just the bidding just go astronomical because somebody is looking at a rank that says, oh, hey, he's number four. Look at Blister's got him yeah. number four. So, like, yeah. the bidding just goes crazy because everybody's, oh, he's he's very highly ranked. And you sit there can la- you know, and laugh to yourself and be like, well, fuck, I got five quarterbacks that are virtually in the same ballpark as this guy, so go ahead, spend up on that guy. I'll just take the next guy, and he's going to come at, you know, yeah. a fraction of that cost or, or some percentage less of, of that cost. And that's the beauty to me of, of ranking in tiers. You can sit there and say, especially in an auction where mm-hmm. you're using funds to, to draft players. Like this isn't just ADP where, Oh, a guy's sitting at the board here. I can take this guy. Like you actually have to pay to get this player. Um, you know, so you can easily start seeing values and the overpriced guys and, finding these values in your tier then that of sorting through these like players and you can end up with the cheapest ones. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, we, that's how we, we promote doing the tiers and using our auction value sheet just as a guideline to help you to kind of generate your tiers, right? Like, I think that's a great point, uh, um, Slim, about, yeah, oh, boy, Blister's got him ranked high. I should bid him up, like, because Blister's going to be in on the bidding here. Or because I love Blister's rankings, uh, I'm really going to – I'm bidding him up. I think that's great that you you isolate that idea of uh, um, targeting the tier. Right, Blister? Yeah, exactly. And you know what else was happening? The tier laid out in front of you. 
also helps you as you're, if you're crossing guys off and maybe even you're putting note on what they actually went for or something during your draft. Like then we always talk about it. We'll come back to it time and time again about the auction use. So those first guys out of that tier, probably pretty pricey. Mm. You get to the middle of that tier. If there's like, if we're looking at, you know, between, even if I combine my first three tiers, you know, and we get to the middle of that, the guys are probably going to rock bottom out at the best value you're going to get. And then as it gets near the end and people really start panicking. And if I look at my tiers and they don't want to start their team with Trevor Lawrence, cause they don't know, right. Or Jalen hurts or, or people like that, or Baker may feel like uh, maybe they don't, they don't feel comfortable starting. So all of a sudden they start panicking and they really start spending a lot of money. So it, it helps again in that regard too. Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. Hey, let's take a look at another guy too that you guys have split between tiers. And I mean, obviously I've got him ranked a lot higher at, and that's not dino love. That's a, um, the real love, just hoping for the, hoping for the best here in, in redraft too. But uh, Jalen Hurts is another guy you, you guys have quite split. So Slim, you've got him in your third tier and ranked at 11 and Blister, you have him in your fourth tier ranked at 17. Slim, what are you thinking about uh, low-end QB1 and Tier 3 for Jalen Hurts this year? Well, I think we talked about him on a podcast before, and it all goes back to the end of last season, and he was averaging 21.5 points per game. Um, He's got the rushing upside. Yeah, there's question marks about maybe his passing ability, but honestly, it doesn't matter. If a quarterback can just be mediocre at passing and rush for a lot of rushing yards, they're going to be a high-end fantasy score most of the time. So, um, yeah, it's just going – it's a very small sample size, I know, but this is what it is. Like, uh, it's all we can use. So um, I liked what I saw in that stretch, and he put up a ton of points, and I don't want to forget that. So hopefully the O-line is a lot better this year. They were completely decimated last year. Um and we'll see. Like, uh, I think that he can uh, do a lot of different things. It's going to give you a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, for sure. And how about you, Blister? You have him all the way down at, uh, um, and he's a polarizing player for sure, but you have mm-hmm. him down in your fourth tier, Blister. Yeah, no, I, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does do a lot better than what I have him. I just, like Slim said, with the O-line, we're hoping that they're doing better. They have some potentially great weapons on this team. Um, but it's just a matter of how is it all going to unfold? You know, they talk, there's, there's not a lot of like with the, with the running get back game, Boston Scott right now is getting the most hype out of anybody. Um, I still like Zach Ertz, but you know, he seems to be a guy that is destined to be moved, but I don't know if he will be. Uh, then you look at the receivers, you know, Rieger was supposed to be a big deal last year, didn't really do much. Uh, Devontae, they drafted this year, Smith, and he's so tiny and beat up a bit already. Fulham, well, he had a couple good games, but he really came out of nowhere. I don't think they're going to be too um, worried about him or, or concerned with him. Like, I, I, There's a lot of potential good, but I just don't know how it's going to unfold. Slim's right, though. If he's going to scamper around quite a bit and run, like that really makes up a lot of ground. And when you look at his overall average points per game last year, it was poor. But like Slim said, you have to look at the last four or five weeks where he was putting up a 21 average. And, you know, I think if you focus on that and hope for that that kind of production, whether they're good or bad, if he's getting 20 points or 21 points a game, that, it's going to be a pretty good value still on draft day. So I think that I think that there's a lot yet to be 
scene with Philadelphia oh, and how, the, how sure. things are going to unfold. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, in the next two weeks or three weeks here, we'll have a better feel for how things are going to look there. One, I just think that, uh, obviously, I mean, the, the ceiling with the rushing and it, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? And it's okay. Maybe if that O line isn't that good, because then he's got to scramble and go. But I also think that he passes better than people give him credit. And just think about, you know, you've got a rookie here thrown in, um, late in the season with a shitty O line. Um, how much time has he actually got with the ones he's behind Wentz and all, you know, all of these things, like he can actually pass the football. I think if you look back at his you oh, know, Oklahoma yeah. stats, anyways, he had 340 pass attempts for almost 4,000 yards in 14 games, like yeah. 3,800 yards in 14 games. And uh, if I'm looking here, 32 touchdowns that year. So eh, it's not too shabby, you no. know? Um, so even if that's, I mean, but it's still Oklahoma, like he's still playing good, good football. So I think with the, you know, year of off season, a year of preseason being named the starter. And I also don't think that they, I don't think they like him. So I think they're not going to be afraid to just use him and abuse him, which is good for fantasy for this year. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, again, it's like, just trying to get out ahead. Watson, you want you know, wow. all that crap. Like, I just don't think they like him. Well, it's also not too often a, like a absolute stud marquee quarterback is on the market. So like, right. I don't blame Philly for kicking the tires on it at least. Like, um, you know, so a lot of teams, I think if they could get Watson and they just knew that he wasn't going to spend some time in jail or something like that, like they'd, they'd be in on that. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of teams rumored to want Watson before all this stuff came out. So, um, but yeah, I, I like your thoughts did, on did this. Did you, game. did you know, I'm just looking at someone player profiler and they've got everything on here. Um, that his Wonderlex score, do you know what his Wonderlex score was? Hertz? No. Yeah. I'm guessing it's low <laughs> if you're like a well, four. It's, uh, it's uh, well, it's, uh, it's in the third percentile. So you're close. <laughs> he scored an 18. So, um, it says here 30. Uh, players who score 30 plus are considered uh, in a traditional sense to be smart quarterbacks. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick scored a 48 um, right. and he scored 18. He's in the third percentile. <laughs> third percentile. Well, 97% good. of all yeah. quarterbacks. First read. And then he is <laughs> yeah, tucking it and running. And, tuck and go. Exactly. And I guess that shows oh. in his game. Right. And then he, he runs uh, a sub four, six. So yeah, they're right. First read. Oh, Ertz isn't there. Oh, Goddard's not there. Tuck and go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. That's what it looked like last year for sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just thought that was uh Quite interesting. So now just speaking of the Wonderlick and uh, transitioning, let's look at one more guy here. And this is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, Blister, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick just outside QB1. You have him ranked at 13 right now. And some you have him all the way down at 21. So we've got a quite a big gap here when we're looking at a QB2s. Um, I didn't look at the tiers, which I should have, as Slim just preached that. But I'm sure there's a big difference there as well. Blister, talk to me about Ryan Fitzpatrick and your thoughts on him this year. Well, I think if he, you know, Ryan Fitzmagic, he'll be... Uh... Oh, geez. I don't know if 13 is too high, too low. He averaged just about 21 points per game last year when he played. And, you know, he was never 
never got to just run with it. He would look, everything looked good. And then he just, I don't know, we're going to play Tua for a while. So, you know, I, I think he's got some great, good weapons there in Philly. Um, really nice weapons. Uh, he can still scramble. Uh, I'm just trying to pull up the, their depth chart here. Yeah. Well, Terry McLaurin, like a lot of, a lot of sites are predicting him to be a top 10 receiver this year. Uh, and Curtis Samuel, a good weapon there that Diami Brown rookie, they drafted looks good. And then I got Antonio Gibson. They got a pretty good team. Logan. Yeah. Thomas, Logan Thomas for sure. End. I mean, yeah. they're not all real flashy names, but again, they, they have some guys that can catch the ball and some guys that can do some damage. So got a good defense. They're going to get some good field position at times. So I think, um, you know, I just think that again, they're they're in a division with the Cowboys, obviously, and teams that they're going to have to put up points again. And they're going to have to run and gun with them. So, um, Fitzmagic gets the job done. Like he he might throw four touchdowns in the next week. He might throw five interceptions, but I think uh, for the most part, I, I just think that he's got a good uh, uh, system there, and I think they're going to give him the reins and let him and let him play. So giving him a full season based on what he was doing last year. Uh, I think this guy can, can definitely be a top 15, uh, whether he contends to be in the top 12, it's probably a little lofty with the number of talented guys mm-hmm. ahead of him. But like last year in nine games, like I said, he was averaging 20, just, just over 20 points a game, which is pretty good. When you, when you look at that, um, in terms of scoring, he finished 22nd last year. He would have been 22nd, but there's guys ahead of him that, uh, yeah, they were spot duty and stuff. That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Probably, not I too shabby. 13 might, be, 13 might be a bit lofty, but there's time for that to be tweaked. <laughs> of course. So, uh, Slim, the beard, he's uh, not good for the Scott Fishbowl because of all those picks. Um, you're thinking maybe not so good as your Tier 5 quarterback? Yeah, like I've moved him down. I had him fairly high as well, and then I, I got do to hate thinking, this tier as I look at it. I hate it. Like I don't want to be stuck five. in that tier at all. Yeah, oh, no. I hate it. And Anyways, I was good. Continue. It's um, he's got to me the most upside in that tier. But what I did when I started looking, and I'm tiering based on like again points per game, and so recently I've been thinking, well, I should be putting Trey Lance, Justin Fields ahead of a guy like him because when they start, which I think it's a matter of uh, when, not if those guys mm-hmm. project to put up um, again, because of their rushing upside and stuff, the uh, pretty solid fantasy points. I like Fitzpatrick and I think that he's going to have some good games, but I think he's going to have some not so good games. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play the whole season because he can take a beating at times. Uh, some of it's self-inflicted because I don't think he wants to get rid of the ball. He's waiting for that home run shot. And um, and I think the defense is going to be like really good for Washington. So I'm not sure they're going to just be slinging it around all the time. Yeah, I have to open them up. Yeah. Like it might just be, oh, hey, like we're up by – two scores here, uh, middle of the third quarter. Our defense is sick. Um, let's run the ball a little bit here, uh, slow it down, stuff like that. So I just don't know if he has the upside that some of these other guys have, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Fields, Tua, Jameis Winston, that I have ahead of him um, when I rank it as a points-per-game um, scoring 
Like, mm-hmm. is he going to score more fantasy points total as a guy like Trey Lance? Yeah, there's a pro, there's a good chance, but I'm not drafting Lance. Like uh, I'm drafting for that upside. I want when right. he's in to be ripping off, you know, 20 plus point fantasy games. And yeah, I might take some zeros and that's going to hurt, you know, uh, his total fantasy points on the season. But when he's in, I think he's going to average more fantasy points than Ryan Fitzpatrick will. And that's kind of where that comes from with the ranking of that. Right. So blister, like just looking at the, you know, cause there's some stud rookie quarterbacks. What are your thoughts on drafting? Like, um, you know, if you want to spend whatever, let's say it's 10, 10 or $15 or whatever the case may be, you know, doing a, a duo like, um, Cam Newton and, uh, Trey Lance or Derek Carr and Justin Fields. Like, is that something you're thinking about in a one QB league? In a one QB league? Because uh, those guys are going to get drafted, right? Pardon? Those guys are going to get drafted, like Lance and Fields. Like, they're not going to yeah, be on the waiver yeah, or anything. They do in every draft, yes. People, yeah. people are yeah. paying for that upside, for sure. Yeah. I'm not as excited about drafting that in a one QB league. I'd rather spend a little more and get a solid starter that I don't need a guy on my bench. So right, rather not. I mean, it, it, hey, if I think it's too pricey though, and and uh, and you and you do something like that, it's not bad. I mean, if you draft, uh, like you said, say Fitzpatrick or Cam, and then you draft the guy with like Lance or somebody feels like with upside, you can drop one of them later on once one of them starts you know, producing. So it's not terrible. Now, Slim, do you attack it? Like you um, are drafting team quarterbacks. Like do you draft Andy Dalton, Justin Fields or, um, no. you know, the playboy and Trey Lance, or no. do you do it a different way? I don't want Andy Dalton. Like if he's <laughs> starting, do I think he's actually going to be playing good? Like, I don't want that. I'm kind of like blister. Yeah. I, I want to me, a good build is somebody like, maybe I buy Jalen hurts who I know is starting from day one. Um, and maybe I take a guy like Fields as my a second quarterback because, and when Fields starts playing in whatever week six or five, who knows? Now I've got two good quarterbacks that I should be scoring uh, quite a few fantasy points, and I just got to pick the right one. Um, you know, I, I don't. I like I said, I wouldn't be going after Mahomes or Josh Allen uh, and taking a second quarterback, but. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think you got to go crazy cheap as, on your quarterback one just so that you can pair him with a high upside QB two either. Like there's a lot of depth at the position where, you know, maybe it's uh, Brady, maybe it's Matt Ryan, like who, you know, is a starter from day one. He's probably going to be okay. Get you to through until hopefully one of these young up and comers that you really like, um, starts to really crush. Maybe it's Trevor Lawrence. Right. I mean, I don't know. There's some of those cheaper options, Joe Burrow. Those would be the guys I think I would target more as my QB one. If I knew I wanted one of these high upside kind of stash guys. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I just wanted to ask that question to both of you guys, because I know you look at it a little bit different and, um, that there's lots of talk about that idea of stashing some of those rookies and, hoping that they get on the field mid season and then 
turn around and win you a championship. So, you know, the old Nick Foles uh, back in the day, he won me one. I went Andy Dalton, Nick Foles back and forth. Yeah, but you didn't draft him. You didn't. No, no. You didn't leave a you're draft. Gonna dra- you're going to have to draft these guys. That's the thing. Well, you got to draft that's Lance and Fields. You don't have to draft yeah. Jared Goff. No. Right? Like, that's what no. I'm saying. You yeah. still draft yeah, yeah, good yeah. players out yeah. of the gate. And then, you know, like, if you draft Andy Dalton and leave your draft with him, you're probably fucked. <laughs> like, let's yeah. be honest. Well, I, mean, like, I don't like, think I don't think you can stream anymore. I don't think that that's really the way you can do it anymore. But back in the day, you could. Like, just look at a matchup yeah. and drop a guy, pick a guy off the waivers. Like, oh, I'm going to play, a, you know, Teddy B this week. Uh, I don't. I just don't think you can do it that way anymore. When in the back no. in the day you could, you didn't have the rushing upside quarterbacks that made such. A well, difference. I was going to say rushing for quarterbacks has changed the scoring, right? Like, and it's made the quarterback position as a whole a lot deeper. You know, like where yeah. now you can go 12, 14 deep and still, I think, feel good. Like, like if Ryan Tannehill is your starting quarterback, I don't think you're like you're not losing sleep over that. Mm-hmm. And he's you know QB QB thirteen maybe or something like that, depending on how you rank it. But you know, so. Well, speaking of losing sleep, let's move over the tight end story. Bad transition. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to go there. Lord, I apologize. Uh, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, okay, so um, let's take a look at uh, tight ends here, quick. We are uh, at about forty-five minute mark, and I know there's not a whole lot to talk about here, but I am curious about the um, the tiering because if I look right now, uh, blister, you've got. Uh, Travis Kelsey all by himself in tier one, and then uh, Darren Waller and George Kittle in two and slim. You've got Waller pushed up into that tier one. So, Blister, talk to me about how you think that Travis Kelsey is on an island by himself out there. Well, I just have a little more confidence in uh, that whole offense uh, overall. Um, I, you know, Waller has had some a couple good years, uh, but I just Travis Kelsey is such a yeah. I don't know. To me, he's he's just that much better. Yeah. Um, the only problem is that he goes for way more than even what my tier has him down at twenty five and thirty five. A lot of a lot of auctions I've been going in, I've seen him going for forty five or fifty dollars. And Crazy. you know, no matter how good these tight ends are, no matter what you know tier they're in, I I just can't ever. I just can't do it. I can't pull the trigger on an expensive tight end. You know, maybe if I get one for 12 or 15, that's really expensive for me in a tight end world. So uh, Kelsey last year averaged 13.8, almost 14 points per game. Darren Waller was just about 11. And uh, the, the difference in and Kelsey played one last game as well, and he outscored him by 30 points. So mm-hmm. um, actually 34 points. So, I, and that's actually the weight. I should change that because that wasn't my PPR setting. Uh, let's see. In PPR, Kelsey scored 20.8, 21 almost, and Waller 17.5. And, and Kelsey outscored him only by 32 points because Waller does get a lot of uh, – he actually had one more target than and then Kelsey. But, again, Kelsey played one last game. So, anyways, they're both very solid, uh, very solid options. But, you know, last year the number three tight end was Robert Tanyan. 
And although it was right. quite a drop off, so is the price when you go into an auction. So if I can get the number three tight end, that means only two guys are beating me at the tight end uh, position, but the money I save, I'm probably going to beat them at a few other positions. So that's how I look at it. Uh, I do think that Kelsey is still, I think he's been the number one guy for the last five years in a row, something like that. So, um, and Waller, he's right there. He's not, he's not bad. Not terrible, but Mino, if they're young guns, easy zooms, not terrible. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) not terrible. But uh, uh, I, you know, Rugs, they got uh, Edwards. They have some guys there that hopefully will take a step forward this year, and maybe, maybe they'll get a few more targets. Maybe he'll lose a few, but we'll see. I think he's going to be probably a pretty big part of that offense still. All right, Fleming. So then, uh, you know, you've got Waller up there. I mean, he's a, he's a good guy. I mean, you know, I get along with him. Uh, he's not <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so, but you've got, you push Waller up into tier two. And uh, I, I don't mind the idea, but, uh, you know, defend your tiers. Well, again, I'm tiering on points per game. And so I have both these guys at scoring 16 or more points per game. And I don't have anyone else doing that. So that's why they're both in the tier. I think Kelsey's obviously above Waller, like mm-hmm. in whatever you want to measure it. But the way I have this set up, I wasn't going to start splitting hairs so I can have Kelsey in his own tier by himself and then Waller in his own tier by himself. I, I'll i just lump them both together for this because they both score shit pile of points. So oh, and I think there's another another great example of uh, of tiering and how you tier. So Blister does his tiering based on the dollar values and so then is looking at the uh, um, tier breaks in the AAVs and what he's expecting guys to go for. Slim's tiering guys based on points per game and what he thinks the points will be per game. So uh, we can say, oh, Blister's got him here and Slim's got him here, but they're actually tiering in completely different and opposite ways. So again, that just speaks to the value of being able to see not only our overall rankings and AAVs, but then taking a look at both these guys uh, tiering because it's very different. And you might like this way of tiering for this position or, you know, this way of tiering for all of your positions, but we do a lot of that heavy lifting for you, um, you know, if you become a member. So it is interesting. I just, I, I thought, especially at the tight end, you can see that because of talking about overall point, or, you know, points per game versus dollar values is quite a different way to, to tier. I, and I'm just looking at Darren Waller's numbers. I've never actually like taken a look at it through player profiler. Like, I mean, dude, Stupid. he's got like deep, deep targets. Number one in the league, uh, red zone targets, one in the league. Um, you know, uh, receptions, number one in the league. This is at the tight end position. Like, he's just number one, number one, number one. Yards after the catch, he's number one. Like, it's ridiculous. And then I think to myself, who else are they throwing it to? R- Ruggs? Um, Kenyon Drake? Like, who else is uh... – Drake's a bum. <laughs> but who else is who else is catching the ball there? No one. And that's like, what who's keeps him – throwing it to? That's what he's keeps him up He's a wide receiver here. one and their tight end one. I thought Waller was older, but he's only 28. I, I 28? He like he's like yeah. 100th percentile in speed, and like he's ridiculous. He's a freak show. But like I just don't know who else they throw the football to, and I think that that is a decision point too. Like I mean, these are all reasons why he goes above Kittle. Like, but that's why Kelsey's I mean, up there too. That's just a, such right. a narrow – 
it's Hill, it's Kittle, or sorry, it's Hill, it's Kelsey, and then right. a bunch of ancillary pieces and maybe a running back here and there. And yeah. so let's just target distribution, just boom, right there. But that, and that's what Waller, like Carr, just looks for Waller, mainly because they don't yeah. have anyone else reliable. So yeah, if that keeps going, then that's why they both yeah. are sick. And and blister like I mean if I'm the GM of a football team I want George Kittle on my team but if it's my fantasy football team I want Darren Waller on my team right yeah like, and you know and and to def- like like I said I don't like spending big bucks but Kelsey would have been the fourth uh, ranked wide receiver right yeah. in, in PPR scoring so guys ahead of him Devontae Adams Tyree Kill Steph Diggs and then the next guys would have been Hopkins Ridley Metcalf Jefferson. Um, People are paying forty five, fifty bucks for them guys in the blink of an eye, right? right. So, yeah, I mean, you could easily justify it if you can. Uh, that's why you got to go and play with your budgets and say, okay, well, I want that guy because I'm getting a, I'm getting a wide receiver one at the tight end position. So where am I not spending then? Because you can't sure you can't get a fifty dollar player at every position. So that's yeah, just something you got to tweak and then see what you like the best. So slim. Now I'm just throwing this out there. I just thought of it while you were talking about how they rank as wide receivers. This is the idea behind the Patriots, right? With uh, um, Hunter Henry and Janu is the idea that, uh, you know, you didn't have to pay market value for wide receivers, but you're going to bring in guys who are going to be as dominant as wide receivers. So do you play that game in auction? Like, Hey, uh, let's pay up for a tight end and um, and pay up for a second one to flex them, and then I'm running like a wide receiver six in my flex, but maybe not having to pay the same amount. You know, if you're like, I'm just looking at it, right? Our AAV for Waller is twenty eight dollars, and so if I go twenty eight dollars um, at the wide receiver, it's Terry McLaurin at twenty seven. You know, so is yeah. it, like, is that a way to attack this? I don't know. I'm just trying to think outside the box here. Well, I mean. I've seen lots of drafts and I've done a couple where I like the idea of kind of, I call it double tapping tight end. Like you kind of spend maybe five bucks on two guys, like five bucks each. So you budget maybe, I don't know, $10 and then you try and get two tight ends with that 10 bucks. And it usually happens around the same in a close proximity in a draft. Johnny Smith is a guy that I, I like to go after pair him with, you know, uh, not necessarily Hunter Henry, but maybe you pair him with Troutman or you know, Evan Ingram. I don't know, uh, somebody mm-hmm. like that, but Irv Smith. So I just think if you do that, you have to understand, like you're not necessarily getting top wide receiver production anywhere. Like you'll be happy if you got uh, 10 points per game from Jonu Smith, I think throughout the course of a season. Uh, the hope is that maybe there's some upside there. Like we don't know how new England's going to use them for sure. Uh, and with kind of no stud receivers, I think there's, they're going to try and find creative ways to use a guy like him, hopefully in the red zone or in, you know, around the goal line with some plays there. Like, you know, we've seen Gronk and Aaron Hernandez in recent years with Bill Belichick kind of do quite well in fantasy. Um, in that system. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can try and replace receiver production, but you can kind of only, I think do that with the top guys think that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's just what I was thinking. Like I said, like Darren Waller is priced the same right. as about Terry McLaurin. So is it better to spend up on Darren Waller and flex? Oh, so you're still talking specifically about Waller? Just, um, yeah, just in, just in general. Like, do you attack those that that top tier? And to, with the idea of flexing, and double it up, double it up, oh, and flex one of them. Yeah, I don't. think I'm just so. trying to think of like roster but, uh, unique roster constructions, but yeah, I mean, me I think you're still you're still flexing a running back. I mean, yeah, like it's well, not even that. I just think uh, to have two of those tight ends, it's it's you're making some big concessions elsewhere to, yeah. um, you know. To spend to the drop in say a five dollar receiver to go from like a thirty dollar receiver to a five, that's probably pretty big points. Whereas you might be able to find Robert Tanyan this year for five dollars and less, and you'll still end up with the tight end three. So yeah. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen at the receiver position. Right. Okay. I just was playing with the idea. So blister, what, um, what tier are you looking at right now? As far as tight end, like what's your sweet spot right now? Um, when you're looking at budgeting, well, this is another one of those tiers where like in quarterbacks, I really liked the first two tiers. It was pretty comfortable with anybody there. Sure. And then I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably look at my tier three. I got Hawkinson, Andrews, Pitts, Logan, Thomas, Noah Fant, Robert Tanyan and Dallas Goddard. And to be honest with you, I like, uh, I like Hawkinson, probably the best there. Um, Andrews, but he doesn't, he didn't get a very lot. He didn't get that many targets. Like he had like 89 targets only last year. That's kind of crummy. Although, <laughs> uh, what you call it, Tanyan didn't get very many targets either. He had even less, but no. he had 11 touchdowns. Just gets so, touchdowns, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, these guys are scary for me. I, I, I got to say, honestly, after Hawkinson and maybe Andrews, maybe Pitts, if the price was right, I don't like rookie tight ends. But, I mean, I, there's, it's got to be a It's part unique, of offense, yeah. Right? Um, after that, I'm, I'm a little – I'm nervous about all of them. But then when I look to the next tier, like, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, just hope and prayers. <laughs> like, Higby might be okay. I mean uh, – um, Stafford, he does look for the tight end, but they got a few other weapons there as well. Uh, probably a little more depth for Stafford, so he might spread it around pretty good. So it, it just, yeah, this is one of those ones where it's not real, it's not really uh, going into your starting lineup. One of these guys, especially beyond tier three, you're probably not feeling too confident in your tight end position. You almost would have to take a couple guys and try to play matchups. Yeah. But then, you know, I go back to that onesie position. I hate taking a bench spot up for a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I could have more bullets for running backs or wide receivers, you know. So I'd probably try to not drop beyond Tier 3 if I could help it. All right. So, Slim, how about you? Your tiers are set up a little bit different here. What uh, What's the sweet spot for you this year so far? Uh, I'm kind of with Blister. Like, if I kind of don't want to move past my third tier tight end. But my third tier is pretty deep. Like, it takes me to what tight end that's 12 so you know i should still be getting one of those yeah yeah so but after that then it's like you know i'm even if i stay in the bottom end of my tier three i might contemplate spending one more roster spot but um but i understand what bliss is saying i don't like 
uh, having two. It depends on the league. Like I find in Superflex, a lot of times I have to double up on tight end because I've had to budget such a small amount of my budget that I just feel gross having like one $3 guy <laughs> that I feel like I yeah. need to have at least two of them. You're like, so, I have Mo Ali Cox is my only tight end. So yeah, like I do <laughs> yeah. often take two and then I do try and be strong at receivers so I don't have to waste a bunch of bench spots on receivers and uh, I can just pound running backs with my bench. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, it gets into the, kind of the whole roster construction thing. Like where are you allocating bench spots and it does with especially at this position um because it does dry up pretty quick uh, mm-hmm. or it looks like it could then you have to make a choice of you know how many positions do you want to to uh how many bench spots or roster spots do you want to have at this position uh or do you want to go up and take kelsey and forget about even rostering another guy but uh, those are all things you got to decide yeah, and I think one of the ways I'm going to tackle tight end this year is just to stack them. Whoever I end up with a with a quarterback, then that's kind of where I'm hunting and fishing for for tight ends. It's like, yep. okay, so you know, I've got uh, maybe a paid up for you know Justin Herbert. Well, okay, well Jared Cook, here we go. You know what I mean? And try to do it that way because you're right. It's just a no man's. Well, line. Jared Cook's a past- great like one dollar guy because sure. He just looks like the clear tight end one, and that offense looks pretty potent. So, I just not? feel better about it. I think of paying for very little for my tight end if he's paired with my quarterback. I think it's more what I'm thinking about it. I think it adds value to me because I can get the stack there. Well, I think it insulates you a little bit too. Like you can, yeah. When you hit, you hit then, and it's going to benefit you in two positions, not just one. So. Right. Okay. Well, hey, that's, I mean, anything else with tight end position, guys? Meh. Yeah. It is meh. Blister? I hate the yeah. tight end position. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Not it's flashy, like, just boring, other than like a couple of the top guys. It's, and it, after about the first five, I just lose so much interest. I could care less, really. It starts to feel like yeah. team defense, doesn't it? Like a DST? Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'll take Washington and uh, I don't care about anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of how it feels to me. It is, yeah. Especially looking at that list, it, yeah, because there's so many question marks. Not just with the tight end, but in some cases the quarterback. And yeah, yeah. It's just like it, it's the biggest thing is yeah. Like Slim said, roster construction. Do you want to tie up bench spaces with a bunch of these meh tight ends, or do you want to spend up and get one guy and just ride him out, or you know? It can, you can stream tight ends. It depends how deep your your bench is because it is very doable. We've all done it and mm-hmm. successfully, but you know that's a little more work. A lot it's more, more work. Yep, you got to be ready. Yeah. But you be on the <laughs> yeah, ball. I know for sure. Be better pick a good one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I know it's a, it. It is a um a tough thing, and I'm actually interested in what Belichick does with the two tight ends. Um, because maybe it'll help to elevate tight end in general you know what i mean like maybe he'll do something creative and then by week three and four everyone else is like oh hey maybe we should start and then next year people are looking at playing a lot more 21 or something i don't know like just because it it is hard and i think that uh and i don't play in enough tight end premium really to get that part of it and i think maybe it's a good thing to play some more tight end premium because 
you're it just it's no fun. Tight end's just not fun. Like nope. I could care less if I've got Gasecki or Higby or Goddard or Irv or whoever. Like I could care less. Yeah. Yep. No, and I think tight end premium would help with that for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, okay, guys. So uh, we're just uh, moving over the hour mark here. Um, anything else in the onesie position as far as uh, roster construction, budgeting, um, anything like that? No. Not really. Yeah. I don't got nothing. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. bad. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, uh, Blister, I'm going to let you uh, head off sheets. to bed. Just reminded it. <laughs> Hit the sheets. He's in the sheets right now. Remember in the old days when we used to do the YouTube and he would just slowly <laughs> fade, fade below the camera. And you just they'd see all of them and then just kind of see his eyes. And then he'd just slowly slip himself in the bed. Sweet nothings, the senior citizen that is listening. Exactly. (laughs) Guys kept me up late. I know it is late tonight and I got editing Uh, to do here. So anyways, okay guys. So uh, just remind everybody. Head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. Check out the membership area. Uh, get all the sheets, get the premium podcast, get all that goodness. Um, rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. I just realized that we're having errors with Spotify right now, so I'm going to get that fixed up tonight if I can. Um, guys, I guess I'll uh, um, see you on the airwaves on Twitter tomorrow as we're retweeting all of this uh, business. And for the rest of you, I'll see you when it's springtime. In the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies, I'll become.